Joining us right now, uh, Dr. Michael Cusack and uh, Dr. Emily Kirkpatrick. Good afternoon to you both and welcome. Nice to have you in the studio with us. Thanks for having us. It's a bit of a strange feeling being here in person. Yeah, and not on the telephone. That's yeah, right. Emily. Now, um, Mike, the um, the COVID nineteen. I mean, uh, the vaccinations. Are you disappointed in the take up at this stage of the game? Has it been a, a little less than you might have expected? Has there been any resistance? Surely to God, not. People are still not resisting the idea of having a a COVID injection. Would they be? Well, that's right. And um, I guess when you think about the people that we are vaccinating at the moment, it's those people in the medi hotels, frontline health care workers in ED, ICU and um, in the airport. So amongst that group, we're seeing a really high rate of take up. P- people are really keen to get vaccinated. And we certainly hope that that translates through into the wider community once we get into phase 1B, which is about to go live in the next week or two. Of course, uh, having the vaccinations reduces the community risk of the, of the COVID-19 outbreak and will help to reduce the symptoms and the side effects of, uh, of COVID-19. Emily, um, uh, do you, uh, what somebody has said to me, and I, I don't have an answer to it, it would be somebody like yourself or Mike that could uh, tell us, what exactly is in a, a COVID-19 vaccine? Uh, is it technical? Is it too technical to talk about? Look, it's not too technical. We know vaccines are quite similar in terms of how they're formulated. So yeah. they have a, a water component, then there's also usually a protein component, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, um, and they're created in a way that um, that mimics the virus itself. So there's no actual live virus within these vaccines. You see, that's a, that, that's a fallacy that goes around. Oh, it's chock-a-block full of uh, uh, viruses. Uh, you're getting poison injected into you. You've, you've heard that, no doubt. Uh, uh, kind of on site. Yes, and certainly as my um, my background being a GP as well, I'd often hear it from patients with oh, other really? vaccines as well. And we've had people say to us last week with our wastewater testing here in SA, could it be the vaccine? You know, but <sighs> in fact, it's it's no. Uh, so there's no live virus at all in, uh, contained within the COVID nineteen vaccine. It's very safe and very similar to our other vaccines that we have here in South Australia. Because Mike, you'd have heard the story over the years. People say, oh, when you get a an injection for measles, you actually, they put measles into, uh, measles into your arm to, to, to fight the measles and, and you think, that can't be right. Well look, there's some vaccines out there which do have All right. a, a, some, some live virus in and that's been very specially treated in a way that stops the virus causing serious illness. So it kind of allows the immune system to, to, to recognise the virus, respond and build up immunity, but doesn't make the person ill. As Emily said, in the case of these two viruses and these two vaccines, there's no live virus. There's no chance of getting an infection from from these vaccines. And I think it's really important to stress just how safe and effective both of these vaccines are. So to come back to your really first point, we really are keen that everybody who's offered the vaccine, please do take up. Right. Our, our guests, uh, Dr. Cusack and Dr. Kirkpatrick, are more than happy to take your questions. If you've got questions, and there's certainly some questions out there, by all means, give us a ring on 8223 Uh Mike, is there a difference between Pfizer and the AstraZeneca vaccines? Uh, well, as, as Emily said, you know, there, there will be small differences in terms of what's actually in the syringe yeah. and in terms of how the biology works. Um, we saw some differences as well, and a lot of people are commenting on this. Uh, from those really early studies, we saw a few differences in terms of what was described as the efficacy or how much disease the vaccines actually 
actually stopped. But now we're really into the into the place of seeing real world data. So we've got millions and millions, tens of millions of people have had these vaccines now, and we can get a really good idea as to how effective they were. They work in 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 the real world, and we're seeing that both of them, the Pfizer and AstraZeneca, are very effective at preventing people getting sick. Alrighty, Tom's on a mobile phone from somewhere or another with a question for our guests. Uh, Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Tony. Um, could I please ask your guests there, the actual ingredients in this uh, AstraZeneca, any of those ingredients in that vaccine, are they the same as the um, ingredients in the 2017-2018 flu vaccination? Well, I think if I could take that question, I think they'd be fairly similar because what, what you have there is most of it is 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 sort of clear water there'll be a very small amount of um of uh dna which is the thing that helps the body make the proteins that the um that would be normally on the surface of the virus right. and helps the body to make these proteins inside of your body that your immune system can then identify amount an immune response to and within it there's a little bit of a kind of preservative agent as well which is very standard between between vaccines so astrazeneca really builds on long long existing vaccine technologies so that's why in a way of all of the vaccines we have out there the the new vaccines astrazeneca i would suggest is is likely to be among the safest because it really is a vaccine that's very similar to flu and very similar to a lot of other vaccines that that your listeners will have been having since since childhood right tom that answers the question for you no the reason why i asked is because i had a shocking reaction to my flu shot in 2017-18 and uh, I was told by my GP not to have another one. So if the same ingredients are used or similar ingredients, at least one of them, because I don't know which ingredient caused the issue, um, is used in the COVID one, then it puts me in a difficult situation. Yeah, and I think, you know, you've raised a really important point there, that if your GP has, you know, has advised you about um, a serious allergy, that, that does need to be looked at further. Um, what I can tell you is that there is a specialist vaccine clinic which has started up at the Royal Adelaide, and they're really able to advise either yourself directly if you were seen in the clinic or your general practitioner about what specific constituents of the vaccine might be the thing which had, which had triggered that, that, that adverse reaction before. So I would say don't be disappointed heartened it's pretty likely that you can have this vaccine but you do probably need to have a few extra checks made in advance of that and make sure that you can get through safely well it went on for the year the, re the reaction i don't want to go through it again i spent a fortune having uh treatment to try to get rid of uh, it was actually it affected my muscles where i was mm. having extreme muscle cramping i couldn't sit in the car for more than five minutes uh, without um, extreme pain and just it's only just in the last couple of months gradually reduced so i'm not <laughs> i'm really sitting on the fence here and it's, i mean and i'm one of the vulnerable people i'm i've got severe heart disease blah 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 so i'm i'm, I'm one of these people that um if i had caught this particular uh, flu or this virus i'd be in a bad way so i do want to actually have it but it's um a bit of a no, catch-22 for me all right, Tom, good luck with all of that. I hope it works out for you. From uh, Tom at Holden Hill to Carol at Newport has given us a ring. Hello, Carol. Oh, hello. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I appreciate asking the question because I'm not getting many answers. I'm immunocompromised, which means I fit into 1B. I know my GP's practice is not taking any bookings for vaccinations because the clinic isn't doing it. 
So Monday's going to roll on and nobody's going to know how to make an appointment. Yes, so Carol, that's a, a good point to raise. There are GPs who are not um, going to be vaccinating with the COVID-19 vaccine, but there are a large number of GPs here in the state who will be taking that on board. And that information will come out this week as the bus- booking system goes live from the Commonwealth Government. Uh, so it is important to keep an eye on that and listen out to, n- to news and media uh, because certainly those bookings will be opening soon. And it doesn't matter which GP you go and see, you can go to a different GP and receive the vaccine for free. All right, Karen. Okay, thank you for that information. Um, I just hope that GPs aren't overwhelmed with not everyone doing them. So that's probably my only concern is they won't want to see me. All right, uh, Carol, thank you for the call. It's one forty, twenty minutes to 2. We're talking with uh, Dr Emily Kirkpatrick and Dr Mike Cusack about the COVID uh, vaccine rollout uh, at uh, at Green, uh, Greenwith. Uh, Justin's given us a ring at Greenwith. Hello, Justin. Yeah, hi, Pilko. Just a, a quick question. Does anybody know? I can't find anywhere where it's, uh, it's saying how much mercury is in the vaccine. Does anybody know that? Or <laughs> I can I can take that. Um, I can give you quite a short answer on that. In that, there's absolutely no mercury in in any of the vaccines which are out there, either in Australia or or, or overseas. Justin, uh, where did where did you hear that story of mercury in the vaccines? I've I've read it in a number of articles. Apparently, they use it. To, it's a it like preserves the vaccine for storage, and every every time they put out a, a vaccine, there seems to be a little bit more in the in the vaccines. But yeah, I, I can't pick up anything about the uh, the uh, AstraZeneca having any. Definitely doesn't. Definitely doesn't. I can tell you that uh, the heads of both doctors, Dr. Mike and Dr. Emily, are shaking, you know, very definitely a fat no is the answer to that one. Justin, thanks for the call. At uh, Bellevue Heights, uh, Kayleen is on the line for the doctors. Kayleen, good afternoon. Good afternoon to both of you. Um, Look, I've been down to the repack because I was in the rehabilitation centre until they shut it, but I know it's up and running. Why don't they 